Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, You Morning, everybody, and happy Thursday. It's stunningly beautiful day out there, and great day to be alive. Today on the show, um, today on the show, uh, Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock, and we are going to play Writer Than Write Trivia. Uh, Jeffrey's on a nice win streak now, and uh, Jeffrey, what prizes will we possibly be giving away if someone were to either beat you or to play honorably. Uh, Jeff, we have two tickets to go see Hannibal Burris tonight. Oh, my goodness. It's at Minglewood. Hannibal Burris, of course, a wonderfully funny human being. So uh, tonight. Two tickets tonight. Correct, at Minglewood. Wow. That suddenly improves your day if that you if you happen to win. All you have to do is either be righter than right or you have to, or you have to compete honorably in defeat. And given that the tickets are tonight, I like your chances of getting them. I, 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 if no, you can get I don't want to tip my hand, Jeff. I, I like your chances of getting them. We have uh, excuse me, four tickets. I beg your pardon, four oh, tickets. Holy smokes! Correct. This just keeps getting better. Uh, four tickets tonight. Uh, we'll do that in the second hour. I actually uh, have to step out for right of the right trivia. So, Jeffrey, you not only this is going to put tax you, or do you bring someone in when this happens? You're no. not. You're not only going to be. No, I'll be running competing. the show. You're going to be running no, as, the show. As Kevin says, the the opportunities to get me are when I'm distracted, here. one man band, exactly. or I don't have power for well, a week. Or when he hasn't studied. So uh, maybe this is even a uh, a richer opportunity 
for all of you. We do have a lot of sports to talk about. The Grizz schedule will drop today at 2 o'clock, is my understanding, uh, when we'll find out, among other things, what's, what's the single thing that's most interesting to you? I think the single most interesting thing is how many national TV games in the non-NBA TV category. Okay, I agree. That's interesting. Because I think it'll tell you kind of how they view. Yeah, what, what they think of this. How, what's, the, or what's the path forward with Ja, uh, around Ja, uh, given everything that has happened with Ja. And then the things that I think are always interesting are the MLK game. Yep. right? The opening game. Yep. And then I think this year. Oh, and the home opener. The home opener. Yep. I mean, the home opener. The, the opening game and the home yep. opener. Sometimes those are the same thing. And then this year, um, I think. Game 26. Yeah. Right? The, the first game, when will Ja be eligible to return? Yep. Do you think that'll be home? I don't know. Do you think know. they go out of there? Do you think it just falls where it falls? Or do you think they go out of I their way to put it? I suspect the NBA would prefer him to open at home than on the road. And so you think they make sure that happens. They get in there and they say, okay, we do all our computers, logarithms, whatever else. But one thing that we want to happen is the Grizzlies to be home for game 26. Yes, because like... A second, you would think. a secondary thing that I'm looking for is, is there going to be any indication when we look at the schedule of how they're, you know, how the NBA is treating Jaws? Is there going to be any like takeaway? Would, will you care if it's soft before Jaw returns and then tough when after he returns? Like, you know, or was that a, my stated my stated position is I, per, I prefer it to be I prefer for it to be soft. Um, I know there's a phrasing there, but again, like you, I feel like when you try to look at Chris is right. When you try to look at the schedule from a competitive situation, uh, there's too many factors, too many variables. Uh, we have that to talk about. Uh, I went to the uh, press conference yesterday uh, from my, uh, from uh, Sean Tui and the, the Tui family's local attorneys. Uh, I guess we can talk about that. Michael Lewis, uh, who wrote the book, has uh, weighed in on this. Uh, we have uh, news about season tickets, Memphis Tiger football season tickets. We need to talk about um, more realignment stuff. We never did talk about uh, episode two of Hard Knocks, and Wander Franco is in, could be oh boy. in deep trouble. Um, and so we have all of that to get to. We have a lot of sports to get to, which we're going to do in the next segment. Uh, all of that. Um, we're going to have Chris at 10, and we're going to play Writer Than Right Trivia after that. Uh, but before that, uh, Jeffrey, do you have the song? <laughs> I see the sign, Memphis, 25 miles. Goes like this. I'm heading into Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. It's the one place in this world I can get some good to eat. I'm hungry for some love and some fried chicken Poked out greasy, finger licking I know just where to go For the go. longest time There's this woman I know She shakes it up right and lets it simmer real slow We would uh, play that song when Jennifer Biggs was joining the show. And, uh... For a while, Jeffrey, it was pretty sporadic that we'd have her on. Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't... It, it eventually it, kind of became like a, became a regular Friday thing, but weekly, not... Yeah. Almost weekly, and here's the truth. 
you people will like there was someone on Facebook last night who said, I'm so glad that when I saw Jennifer Biggs, I went up and I told her that she was the best part of the Jeff Corkins show. She just beamed. And by the way, Jennifer told me that. Like Jennifer said, I had someone came up to me today and said I'm the best. And it's just weird how it works out that um, this is ostensibly, theoretically anyway, a sports talk show. Um, On paper. But I think you all, um, it's and here's the small secret. It isn't just that we all like food, although we all like food. There's something about Jennifer talking about food. Like, the thing that I have heard over and over and over again is, I never met her, but I felt like I knew her. Yep. And that was part of the magic of Jennifer Biggs, who died yesterday uh, from complications of cancer. Just a couple months, honestly, after she was diagnosed. Um, devastating for uh, all of us who knew her, obviously for her family, her mom, her daughter, Megan, her uh, incredible, incredibly freaking adorable grandkids, um, all of us at the Daily Memphian, and I think, honestly, uh, a big loss for the Memphis community. I don't know how exactly, like I've worked with alongside Jennifer and for a lot of years, but when we were at the CA, I, I didn't know her that well, honestly. And then we, we, honestly, it was like me, Jennifer, and Chris were sort of the first three who were asked to come over and start this new enterprise that was the Daily Memphian. And... um and so we did, and Jennifer has become just one of my very good friends. Um, one of the people who I call and talk to, uh, you know, every other day, whether I'm, whether I have something to talk about or not, on a walk, uh, to walking the dogs, in the car. Um, I just want to, I guess, get some of that enthusiasm and joy, and gossip and. All of that. There was. I've used this quote before because I. I it, it's so accurate. I think for me, anyway, that um, that it, so, someone told me that at 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 this stage of life, you don't make friends; you recognize them. Meaning, there are people in your life who, as soon as you meet them, you just like, oh yeah, that's my friend. That's someone who is, uh, for whatever reason, like we have the same sensibility or whatever it is. Like I, I, I draw strength and joy from being around that person. And Jennifer was one of those people for me. But I am absolutely crystal clear that one of her gifts was that everybody thought they were her best friend. And that's one of the gifts that she had. She had a, um, like I was thinking about it, Died way too young, but kind of amazing life and an admirable life. And I go back to a column that I wrote when she was first sick. She was working, grew up in Memphis, and was working in marketing for a corporate job and hated it. And at this point, she was a single mom. A five-month-old daughter, Megan. And she quit. <laughs> that takes... She quit her marketing job 
to take a job for $250 a week writing for the DeSoto Tribune. And by the way, it was a six-month job. I don't know the circumstances. Internship, maybe it was maternity leave. Sounds like a temp job. But it was a six-month job making two fifty a week for the DeSoto Tribune, and she was a single mother of a five-month-old child. But she knew she didn't love what she was doing, and she wanted a chance to do this. The six months ran out, was about to run out, and she's like, I'm going to have to go back and take a corporate job. I need... I, 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 you know, she had no journalism job. She could try like freelancing, but like the money doesn't come in when you're freelancing. It takes a while. You got to gear up. You have to scrant like whatever. So on her last day of the six months, on her last day of the six months, someone hit her. She was driving. Another guy was driving. She got blasted. And she got a quick insurance settlement. She didn't fix her car. She used that money to sustain her so she could keep writing as a freelancer for everyone all, all over the area and just trying to make it work. And ultimately, she got hired by the CA um, to write all kinds of things. And then she became the food writer at the CA. And then... Um, came over and uh, for the last five years, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary of the Daily Memphian, has been writing about food for the Daily Memphian. And we were talking with Chris yesterday about the city and what the city needs or where we are as a city. Or, and we were talking about the moral debate and he was saying that mate, that Paul Young was saying the way you attract millennials is to create a fun city. Like that's what you, it's to create something that's fun and where people want to be. And it's not boosterism that does it. It's not like you have to support Memphis or it's not, it's, and Jennifer, I was actually looking back through texts yesterday that we sent each other constant running text conversation with Jennifer and the way you do with some people. Uh, one of the texts said, I couldn't live anywhere else in Tennessee, even in one of the most beautiful, in any of the beautiful places. Um, because her sensibility was Memphis. And um, so she, but she wasn't mindlessly boosterish of Memphis. She was deeply concerned about certain aspects of Memphis and trends in Memphis, the way a lot of us are. But what she did is she enjoyed Memphis. And, and she helped other people enjoy Memphis. She'd go out and she would write about the very best restaurants. And she'd go out and write about the hole-in-the-wall restaurants. I, uh, I, have a, I, have a, I was going through some pieces that she wrote the best things she ate in 2022. And right at the top is the Montreal-style bagel or the cruffin from a food truck. That was right at the top. Um, also, the crunchy uh, egg rolls, fr fr cr 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 crunchy... Uh, bird's Nest Egg Rolls from Tuyen's Asian Bistro on, on North Cleveland. So in addition to that, you know, then there's 
high-end stuff from Andrew Michaels or from Ponta or and she just get out there and 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 she dug into Memphis and then she helped other people uh, explore and delight in Memphis and through that um, she helped forge community that's what she did she helped forge and build community she also along the way um, like boosted people maybe even not meaning to like I was talking to Kelly English yesterday and he said she is the first person to make him believe that she, that he could make it he'd opened restaurant Iris I guess and he knew he was a it was a good restaurant, a good staff, he said, but he didn't necessarily believe in himself or wasn't certain. And her review and what she wrote about Iris and Kelly, um, he said, changed his life. There's a young reporter uh, at the Daily Memphian, um, and I was talking to another reporter and said that, that, that Jennifer is the first person who told this young reporter that she could make it in the news business. You know, I, my friend David Williams said that when someone dies, they get graded on a curve. And that's right. You know, you don't, you don't hear the bad stuff. Well, but I, I don't know. I, now, nowadays, I don't know. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm having a hard time, like, coming up with the bad stuff. I, she was a freaking joy. She was an absolute joy. And, uh, and during COVID, she wrote about vaccinations and lately she's written about crime and what restaurants are dealing with when it comes to crime. Remember when that, when the, when the bridge cracked, yes, there was a tugboat out there. I don't know, whatever. She literally got, she went on a boat and helped deliver a rack of rendezvous ribs to and or write about the, this bringing ribs onto the tugboat in the middle of the river. Um, and that's the kind of spirit that she brought to all of it. That is a, just the worst, man. I, I, early this year, she was just enjoying life. Eh, she had the stresses that we all have, her own, her own collection of them. We all have our own collection of them. And then she was tired. I'm unaccountably tired. And so she went in and it was just a couple months ago that she, um, that she learned that she had stage four colon cancer that was in her liver. And I wrote about her then. And even then she would, uh, you know, there are treatments, surgery, there's a path. There's a path to beat this thing. Optimistic. Couldn't wait. She got so many emails and felt terrible that she couldn't answer them. And she legitimately felt bad. She got hundreds and hundreds of texts and emails and just felt sick that she couldn't answer them all. And, And literally, and then the way, you know, it wasn't going well. But as recently as last Friday, I talked to her on the phone and she asked me if I would be willing to spell check 
and otherwise edit the pieces that she wanted to write because she had some pieces that she really wanted to write and her brain wasn't working quite right. She had some recipes from Cecil's that she wanted to get in out there. And she wanted to write about this experience. She wanted to write about cancer and food. And I said, listen, Jennifer, if you want to dictate the stories to me, I'll, let's do that. And then, uh, and then there was a bad turn. Um, and it was all of a sudden. And uh, yesterday, she died. Um, did Aaliyah ever meet her? Like, we, we talk about how, like, Aaliyah, this was Aaliyah's, your, yeah, she, your wife, she it's her favorite part of the during, show. During this, she just texted me and was like, this hurts. My, like, this hurts my heart. Um, we never met her when I was with her. I don't know. Right. I'm not for certain whether or not Aaliyah had or had not met her. So I don't know how you all, and I, listen, it, we all have losses, and, um, and, and this is obviously the biggest loss for Megan, her daughter, and for her grandkids, and for her mom, and her best friends, Peggy, and you know who you are. And um, I don't, it feels like there's been a lot lately. It just feels like there's been a lot lately. And, um, you know, I never met Steve White. And then we lost Steve. He had the same kind like the, 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 I think Jennifer and Steve White would be friends. <laughs> like, in a, in a weird, like, they're talkers. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about it. There's something about. Yeah, but there, there's, also an, there's also an element with Jennifer, like, she would be a great are you a sociopath uh, <laughs> test because if. You can't be friends with her. Yeah, I, think I think that like there's something right. wrong with you. I think that's right. Uh, as I said, we're going to talk about sports in the next segment because we're going to talk about sports in the next segment. I actually, and the reason I'm ducking out early today is Jennifer was. They originally had asked Jennifer to talk uh, to a group at at Christ Methodist. Um, is it called Christ Methodist anymore? They they left the Methodist Church. I just think it's not Christ United Christ Methodist. Church. What is it? Yeah, whatever they are. I'm filling in for Jennifer. This was scheduled. Uh, they've had for month for a couple months ever she was diagnosed, and that so happens that uh, this is the day she died. Um, and so I'm going to slip out because the talk begins at 11, and that's where I'll be. But I wanted to end with one more story about Jennifer. And then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about sports. So one of, one of Jennifer's favorite people in the world uh, – was a Nicholas Viron, Father Nicholas Viron, the Greek Orthodox priest who was himself a absolute Memphis treasure. And he used to do the invocations at the touchdown club. And like, he's a priest, he's a football fan. He's, uh, he taught a, a class in, in, in basic Greek. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful civil rights leader. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful man, and um, and after after we left the Daily Memphian, after we left the CA, he wrote Jennifer. He wrote us a note, um, and uh, the note because he didn't know at that point we were going to the Daily Memphian. No one knew. We weren't announcing that yet. And Father Viran wrote this note: "My dearest friends Jennifer and Jeff, of course I wish you." 
the best from above for the tomorrows in your lives. Um, I will miss your written words, but more so your friendship. Will I be able to still claim it? At 92 and with loss of Bess, Bess is his wife who he'd been married to for 70 years, I need you now more than ever. Selfish, I know. All my classmates and most of my clergy friends have died the penalty of living too darn long. I love you two kids so much. Even though we seldom get in touch, I need to know about your future plans and how I'll be able to reach out to you. In the meantime, I wish you health and happiness for you and for your, all your loved ones. Please keep me in your thoughts, prayers, as I will in mine, Father Viran. And she kept in touch with him, of course. Um, but during COVID, it was harder. I think a couple times she went out and sat outside and, and, and talked to him and connected with him. Uh, and then Father Viran passed away. And so in, she wrote a column about him after he died. And in it, she ended it with a note. A note to him of the sort that he would have written and once wrote to us. And I just thought I'd close by reading that note because it applies uh, from Jennifer to Father Viran, but it also applies and sums up what I'm thinking about Jennifer. Here's how our note goes. Thank you for being my friend, for sharing laughter and wine with me, for your wise words when I needed them, and for reminding me that everlasting love is a true thing. I'll miss you and think of you often, always with love. If there isn't above, I know you are there, and that fills me with joy. I see the sign, Memphis, 25 miles. Goes like this. I'm heading into Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. It's the one place in this world I can get some good to eat. I'm hungry for some loving, some fried chicken. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at RedRiverToyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at RedRiverToyota.com or come see us and win. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, take up to 40% off select bathroom vanities. Plus, get free local truck delivery. And there's more. Get a Kohler White Elongated Water Sense Toilet. Now just $199 was $249. That's a savings of $50. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Vanities offer valid 810 through 823. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. Kohler offer valid 77 through 1026. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through August 28th, get internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $30 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. Football season's quickly approaching, and FanDuel's giving you a chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. How about that? Every win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on the spreads. 
player props, over-unders, and more. You know FanDuel's got you covered. So visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash J-S-M-I-T-H. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 929FM. ESPN must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or a compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second-chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. From brilliant to beautiful, we've heard lots of words used to describe the Sissy's Log Cabin experience, but we think one sums it up best, extraordinary. Here, you'll find an unparalleled selection, impeccable service, and an experience that makes you feel like family. Shop online at sissyslogcabin.com or stop by one of our six locations. Find your trusted jeweler for a lifetime only at Sissy's Log Cabin because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Mama did not you out. The false frequencies of real creative energy live, celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. One set, one night. With myself, LL Cool J, and The Roots as the musical backbone. Featuring DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Z-Trip, Rakim, Dougie Fresh, Big Boy, Juvenile, Slick Rick, Jadicus, MC Light, and more. This Tuesday night, FedEx Forum. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Don't miss LL Cool J and friends. The false. Gonna be galactic, baby. Did you know that Infinity has some of the best designed luxury vehicles on the market? And you'll find incredible performance and amazing savings this month at Infinity of Memphis. Enjoy $1,000 off any new Infinity internet price, plus 2.9% APR for 36 months and 5.9% APR for 60 months on select vehicles. If you're ready to conquer your life and style, Infinity of Memphis will match you with the perfect vehicle of your dreams. From classics to daring sedans, crossovers and full-size SUVs that will make your heart race. Come by and explore our new Infinity lineup plus 1,000 off for a limited time and 2.9% for 36 months. And you'll be glad you did. Infinity of Memphis, conveniently located on Germantown Road, just north of I-40. Infinity of Memphis, 3060 North Germantown Road, or shop online at infinityofmemphis.com. APR financing for well-qualified buyers. Not all buyers will qualify. Contact the retailer for complete details. Offer valid through 831-23. Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, two pocket poly folders and Staples 8-count number 2 pencils are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 cent offers and 826. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply. 
Missing your NFL team's out-of-market games? Not a great plan. A much better plan? Switch to my plan from Verizon and get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and unlimited plus. That's a value of up to $449. Get every out-of-market game every Sunday afternoon. Switch to my plan at your Verizon store today. And for a limited time, get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and unlimited plus. It's your Verizon. $449 value applies to NFL Sunday ticket season 23-24 only. Additional terms and embargoes apply to NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube. No refunds. The PBP, Voices of Baseball, is a podcast about the art and craft of play-by-play, and we're in the middle of an amazing season. Catch up on episodes with Joe Buck, Joe Davis, Pat Hughes, and more, and learn along with me, Matt Spiegel, how the job is done. It's not just home run Bryce Harper and the Phillies lead. To really do it justice, you got to widen the lens. What does this home run mean? The PBP, Voices of Baseball. I bring you the people who bring you the game. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back on the Jeff Calkins Show. Uh, we do have sports to get to today, and so we will do that. Jeffrey, including, let's start with the news um, that uh, we have about season tickets uh, sales over at the University of Memphis, University of Memphis football. Uh, roughly 11,000 is what they say, season ticket sales and equivalents. Uh, that is obviously down from the high water mark. What do you think? So we didn't have the direct numbers from the previous two years, but I was making the assumption, the fact that it wasn't referenced as better. I mean, I, I know we got the, I think the line was, it's similar to last year. Right. I was making the assumption, fairly or unfairly, that it's still slightly down. And to me, it's a matter it's of. It's actually only slightly down from last year. That's pretty good. I suppose, but, like, is this the time to, like, not have excitement? No, no, it's not the time to not have excitement. I mean, again, how much does it matter? I don't know, but to me, it's a function of, to me, like, the question to ask is, okay, why? Is this, is this What do you think it was at the Zenith? I mean, I I ever hit 20? Uh, 22.5 is, is, according to, I looked at Tom Shad's, like, I went back through the CA. The the highest I could find was 22.5. And I'm also the person that this do- is pretty they cut in half. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. Well, I'm also like the person that doesn't hold you to the standard of the program hike. I do not right. believe like when you. I believe like. Well, I do think it's a little different to be. I don't think if if a program once wins 13 games, I don't think every year you should win 13 games. I do think that building a ticket base can should be able to work and sustain itself, even through some ebbs. Right, you know what I mean? Not not disastrous periods yeah. of whatever you know, you know. But the like, problem though is nationwide ticket habits tickets have changed yep. so so much so, and particularly and COVID came along in the midst of it. Like, they, we, we don't know how much of this. Honestly, you see it in churches. Same thing. Sure, how many people stopped going to church, and then 
have gotten either gotten in the habit or got, I mean, if, if, okay, I'll go back or like, you know, I didn't really miss it. And I think a lot of people, it's, there's a little bit of that. And furthermore, post COVID, what we've started to see nationwide in ticket habits is that rather than buying all season tickets, people have decided I'm going to buy the tickets to the game I want to go to. And, now well, and certainly for, as, as we have established, one of the problems with having a stadium this size is there's never any problems getting tickets to a game. Correct. So if you if you if you would prefer to just wait and see what you're doing on a given Saturday, let's see what comes up on Thursday. See if I want to go to the game. Yep. You'll be able to go to the game. And um, I will point out, by the way, that whatever you think of this number, for those in this uh, station and elsewhere who've thought about abandoning Memphis football, more season tickets for Memphis football than basketball. Yeah. That's just true. Yes. There's no, I mean, they would, they, if, if you had 11,000, now, it's a bigger commitment for basketball. It's sure. more expensive for basketball. You, you're, if you want to sit in the lower bowl, you have to get them for basketball. But if you're just saying a season ticket is, is kind of a sign that you're all in. Yes. Right? And so it appears Whatever they're, they're, they they would be absolutely thrilled if they could sell eleven thousand season tickets to Memphis Tiger basketball. They cannot. They don't. They don't. They don't, they, they don't break ten thousand once you add walk up from and, all, nearly all any of the games. And they mentioned they're having the same problem with basketball. It's right. not. It's not in person attendance that has been the problem, but getting people to buy season tickets has been right. a more difficult it's kind endeavor. Of amazing that there are like we talk about these things is like all people care about here is basketball and not football literally more people pay up front to make sure they can go to every football game than do it to make sure they can go to every basketball game and like to me the like so the big question is identifying why okay because let's not use the 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 high of 20 of 2017 but basically since Ryan has took over season tickets have dropped 9000 right. tickets is the why, how people feel about conference realignment and, and Memphis's place in the world? Is the why lack of excitement, and enthusiasm? Is it you know coming off back to back six win regular seasons? Is it scheduled because there's not the SEC game or there's not? But I mean, there's still isn't isn't it isn't it? Well, first it's probably, COVID. First, it's, it's probably okay, a combination. It's, it's, COVID, it's COVID and habits and all of that stuff. Yep. That, that's a big part of it, right? And then I think the other part is just like there's no excitement, momentum, whatever you want to say, right? It's, and so what, whatever and, – and that can consist of different things. Excitement can be created by we know we're going into the Big 12 next year. It can be created by we're going to win 13 games. It can be created by, my God, we score 60 points a game. It can be created by – and but right now there is, let's be honest – None. None of the extra froth, right? And so what you have here is the hardcore fans who are just really love the experience of supporting the University of Memphis and going to Tiger Lane and tailgating, and they that's just part of what they do. They're, it's boiled down to the hardcore, this is it. Like, these are the, this is that group. And because there's very little extra excitement generated by any of those things you mentioned, either yep. either by an Ole Miss game or by uh, a Tennessee game or by the prospects of conference realignment or by 
uh, a, a possibility of a 13-win season, top 25, or by whatever, the feeling of missing out or game day or all, none of those things exist. And so, therefore, you you have no froth, no extra momentum, so you got to 11,000. And, like, while, yes, nationwide habits have have changed and, you know, it's becoming much, much harder to sell out stadiums and, and have, you know, high season tickets, it's not impossible. I mean, like, I'm not doing the whole compare Memphis to Tennessee thing, but, like, right. look, Tennessee yeah, sold out all their that, season yeah, tickets. It, but, well, that's, of, but, but it's because they are yes. It, you can create excitement correct. that can that can counter all of these yes. trends in whatever. It's a hard yes. thing to do. And let's be honest. Like if you look at the numbers, like Memphis, I've said this a million times. If Memphis had what Houston has, or uh, what what uh, you know, if they had in terms of the stadium, in terms of the future and the conference, in terms of all of those things. Memphis already draws better than Houston or has historically over the last certainly 10 years drawn better than Houston, I think. And, um, and, and so I'm not blaming the fan base here at all, like at all. I think it's pretty amazing uh, that they turn out the way they do. Um, but very clearly it's at a low ebb and they need more people. And there's no way you're going to get more people by just saying we need more people. You know, we might get five more, like, but you're not going to get, it's the same thing with, with what Chris was talking about yesterday. People don't move to a city because they're told, hey, the city needs you, they move to a city because it's fun. People don't buy season tickets because I'm on here telling them, telling you to buy season tickets. They buy season tickets because it seems like it would be fun. Hey, let's get season tickets. So uh, there you go. All right, uh, anything else you want to say about this? Uh, I was trying to look at You're the— You're looking at the, the Houston uh, thing. No, I was looking at the five-year average. Uh-huh. So in the league, of the teams remaining, so— you know, in five-year average, UCF averaged forty, th- a little over forty thousand. Yeah. Uh, Houston averaged thirty thousand uh, and change. Memphis thirty-four thousand seven eighty-seven. That's amazing. And even last year, they were still better than Houston because Memphis averaged thirty-one, thirty-one plus, and Houston averaged twenty-five thousand. It's hard to get to thirty-one when you only have eleven thousand season tickets. Though. Yeah, that's the problem. It. it, it Season tickets, certainly in basketball, that they dictate for an NBA team. If you've got a crappy season, uh, I beg your pardon. That was I'm sorry. That was the year they averaged 26 last year. I see. So it was 31 the year before, 26 last year. But they were still higher than Houston. It was 25 plus. All right. Uh, okay, that's that topic. Uh, next topic: uh, Grizz schedule. We talked about this, and I think the things that we are most interested in. Again, it's coming out at two o'clock. Chris is, I think, going to write about it. We'll talk to Chris about it in the next in the next segment. Um, but um, uh, we're interested in the TV games. We're going to see what the penalty is. See what the job penalty is. I don't care about the TV games except for as an exercise in seeing. Like I'm not. I don't really care. Particularly now, like we got bigger fish to fry than worrying about how many games are on national TV or not. Doesn't yeah. it feel like that? Didn't last year feel like a be careful what you wish yeah, for exactly. reminder? I, I I don't care on the merits of it. I am interested in the how much of a penalty there will be exacted against and what does the league think of the Grizzlies from that perspective. So uh, that's one. A home opener. What's your philosophy? What do you like in a home opener? Winnable game. I like the worst team I could yeah. possibly get. Like, give me the worst team. Yeah, winnable game. Now, I don't want Dylan's return. Correct. Like you like want that, the Grizzlies to bad, be the story. It's yeah. a bad team, but I don't want to waste. And mind you, I'm not. But I don't want to waste two storylines. I think like, 
wasn't Tony Allen's return once an opener or something like that? I don't want to. It was so I don't remember if it was the home opener, but it was I don't want to waste very two storylines yes. on, I don't want Victor Wembanyama. You know, yeah. I don't want, just give me a, give me a bad, Charlotte. boring team. Charlotte would be perfect. Yeah. Give me a bad, boring team that uh, has nothing, that can, will just roll over and, because it doesn't matter. It's going to be a fun night anyway. You get to see them. You get to whatever else. You get to get off to a good start. You don't want to waste, um, you know, you don't want to waste the Warriors or something like that on a night like that. You don't want to, whatever. You want just a, you want the, the, the to be the home just opener's home an event for itself. You don't hey, want to double up. Do you have any opinion on MLK? So the thing that I'm curious about MLK, I went, I went out on a limb yesterday, pure gut take. Mm. I think the first the first pure national TV game, so not NBA TV, will be MLK. Will be the MLK game. Hmm. That that's my fearless prediction. And, and what's here's the truth: you may be able to discern this, people. I don't spend a lot of attention to figuring out when the games are. But so on MLK, what window do we like, and what window do we not like? I, there are, there are windows that Memphis has gotten. Well, they've gotten NBA TV before, and that feels like an insult, right? You guys didn't recognize the special, whatever. But what I still think the biggest insult was not putting it the on. Night, yeah, Monday. that was partly their choice. That was like okay. that was if we're gonna go on NBA TV, blah blah blah. Would you just soon have it the eve or something like that? And and the Grizzlies kind of went along with it. But yes. So, but if it's that day, is there a window that's insulting? The first game's insulting. No, because it's viewed as like an all-day programming. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's so anyway. So that's interesting. It's a holiday. Uh, we know, you know what I mean? we know they're not on Christmas Day. And uh, otherwise, the games will be the games. Yes, I Jaws return game. That's that'll be interesting. Who is who is he returning at home? I believe he will like. I I I think it is likely game twenty six is at home, which is when he's first eligible to return. And I don't care who it's against. Again, though, that's sort of like the home opener. Be a boring team with no other storyline because we're already plenty. We're already going to plenty to talk about. Yeah, I I think. My suspicion is that the Grizz, the NBA is going to ease the Grizzlies into it, and into Jaws' return yeah. or into the season into into, into Jaws' return, return. like with, I, a, with a soft schedule. Is that what that I means? think? Just home game. I think it'll be like nothing too. I think it'll be pretty not nondescript. Get State at home, correct? I don't I think, think it's right. going to be like a. Hopefully, it'll be nondescript. Like if uh, it were if it were Vince McMahon and WWE, like the first game would be like <laughs> right, the Lakers. Right. Um. All right. So all of that is happening that will be unfolding uh later today again you can read about it in the daily memphian drew hill and chris and chris harrington i'm sure will have pieces up about it and we'll talk to chris about it in in advance here in just a little bit and we'll talk to about him about it uh as it as it unfolds we'll talk to him more about that tomorrow um uh, there's nothing like the departure of a friend to Give you even less patience for this uh, for this uh, blindside dispute, mm. but uh, there is news on the blindside dispute. Uh, two things happened. One is um, Michael Lewis talked to the Washington Post. He's the author of the blindside. I think these are the first comments that I've seen from him. Isn't that, have you seen anything yes. else from him? I'm not. This is the first time I haven't <sighs> seen anything. And he said. Uh, it, it, Nothing particular. He said that uh, he said that Michael Orr knew about the conservatorship. Um, this idea that they just discovered it 
is... I think somebody went back and found in the 2011 book that Michael wrote. Yeah, in, the, in the 2011 memoir, um, literally the sentence, um, he, he writes that the Tuohys, quote, were named my legal uh, conservators. Those words appeared in the 2011 book. So it may be that he, it never quite dawned on him what that meant or how it had impacted him. I suppose his claim of he was tricked into it could still apply. <clears throat> like, he could be aware that it's a conservatorship, but he didn't really know what all that meant. I mean, I, I guess you could make that argument. Uh, but again, the idea that he wasn't aware of it. I don't think you can make the unless argument he that he was unaware he was signing a who conservatorship. Was it? was it Bo Jackson or someone said, I didn't know, I didn't read my book? Like, there was some, there was, there was an athlete who was quoted as saying something in the book and disavowed it because said, I didn't read my book. And so there, I suppose that's possible too. But um, anyway, uh, I did also go to the, um, to the press conference by the Tui's lawyers yesterday. And again, like, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what they said. Um, uh, oh, here was the other thing, by the way, that Michael Lewis said. He said, Michael Orr should join the writer's strike. It's outrageous how Hollywood accounting works, but the money is not in the Tui's pocket. And according to him, the math was the 20th Century Fox, which bought the original movie, but then never made it. They offered it to Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts wasn't interested in it. And so then a smaller theater affiliate, a company affiliated with Fred Smith, actually, is the one that made it. But anyway, 20th Century Fox gave Michael Lewis or paid Michael Lewis $250,000 for the options to the movie, which he then split. And that this actually lines up. Remember how I, Sean Tui told me that they all got $14,000 and people are like, where's that number come from? Correct. Right? That each of the five people got $14,000. That number comes from this. Uh, Michael Lewis said after taxes, his half of the 250, so it was 125, after taxes and fees, his half was seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, because probably agent gets That's a what cut. He said. Yeah, and so if you say that, then the Tui's got that same half, seventy thousand dollars. Divide that by five, and you get to fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, one thing that That's I've where that came from. The, the one of the things that I've not really had a problem with is this accounting. Yes, ever I was like. The, the, the numbers are not well, astronomical. Some people put some people put big big stock in the fact that Sean Junior's numbers were different than the truth. Of the matter is. They paint the same picture, and the picture is, of a, of they got two fifty up front, which was split by with between Michael Lewis and the Tuies, and the Tuies divided it in five, and then the so, since then, everyone's gotten some more money. Um, what he, uh, what what Michael Lewis said was that he has gotten three hundred fifty thousand dollars since, and the Tuies have gotten three hundred fifty thousand dollars since. What they said yesterday, had the attorneys said, is that if you add it all up the original money and then every dollar that has come in from the movie theater from the movie thing since if you add it all up they said each of the twoies it's been split five ways and each of the twoies has gotten roughly a hundred thousand dollars yeah i get angry if you at me if you want that has the ring of truth to me now, you can also argue that Michael or that the original deal should have cut Michael Orr into more. I, I, can hear, I can hear that. 
But do I believe that there was some misaccounting of money that went into the, I never believed that, into the Tui's pocket that didn't go into the Orr's, to Michael Orr's pocket? I, I have never believed that. And, and the point that Michael Lewis is making is you don't really get much for your story. You know, unless you write it, like, you know what I mean? Like unless, you have, if you produce it and whatever yeah. else, you know how much the Oppenheimers got for the Oppenheimer story? Probably nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Like literally, literally nothing. Probably the only people that got anything were the two guys that wrote the, the American Prometheus, the, the book that it's based on. And then they probably got something Correct. like this, Michael Lewis. Exactly. Thing. So, and then the other. And maybe even less because other, Michael Lewis other, is a bigger writer. Like, in, you know what I mean? The other interesting question, and this one I did not have an answer to until yesterday. And again, you can accept or not accept the answer. Why the hell did the conservatorship go on for so long? Like, why are they just now dissolving the conservatorship? That ne- like, that was like, what in the world? Like, okay, if you're telling me that you had to do the conservatorship to, 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 to mollify the NCAA, even though we now know, really, you probably could have done an adoption at that time, it appears like. Uh, you could have done an adoption at the time you did a conservatorship. Why in the world, and I heard this from people around the country, why are they still doing this conservatorship? And they painted a picture of a, uh, of, of, of like a, uh, what's her name? Britney Spears. Britney Spears, like conservatorship where the Tuies are, all the money is running through the Tuies and they're controlling everything and whatever else. And he's the man's 36, 37 years old. Why in the world are we still? I think he's 37, yeah. Yeah, having a conservatorship. And what they said yesterday, again, you can believe it or not, what they said yesterday was, the conservatorship was set up to get around the NCAA or to mollify the NCAA or whatever. But since then, no one's paid any attention to it. Like it hasn't, everything hasn't been like all of his contracts with agents, all of his contracts with NFL teams, all of his contracts with equipment companies, all of his contract. That's all been Michael Orr and his agents. Jimmy Sexton was his agent when he was drafted uh, Drew Rosenhaus was his, uh, I know, an agent subsequently. Um, he left Jimmy, went to Drew. Uh, I think there might even been a third agent. And there, I think there was a third one in there. Um, but that he just ran his own business, did his own stuff. None of that was thrown through the conservatorship. And so it never occurred to anyone to dissolve it because it really hasn't been a thing. Right. Like, it, it's not like money has been running through the conservatorship. And I hate to say it, like, again, that also has the ring of truth to me. Yeah, I would I would have a problem with the whole conservatorship question if it if they had shown that there was predatory yeah, behavior. Yeah, if all along they've been taking a third. But of essentially, this it was just like we set else. it up for this. We set it up for this, and then literally nothing is it has been it has been used for nothing. Now you can argue again if you want to look at the other side. You can argue that yeah, they set it up at the outset, and then they negotiated the deal with Michael Lewis and whatever, and what they should have done was to say, no, not that Sean Jr. and Collins Collins and and Leanne and Sean they that they each get a fifth, but that Michael get the money because it's his story. And they should have protected Michael at the outset through the conservatorship and made sure he got paid. They set it up the way they set it up. And uh, and uh, and and at the time, I honestly don't think they thought it was going to be some wild success. Yeah, I mean, they they were just here's the truth. Like they were, <laughs> whatever. They they were they were. I believe they were trying to get get around the NCAA. Everyone's criticizing I, them. They're again, trying to get around. You the You can NCAA. criticize motivations, everything. 
I believe the only reason this thing was set up was to get Michael eligible. Right. Now, I've seen other people say, well, do they, do they, would they have done this if it were a violinist? No, of course not. Like, I, I don't, like, that part of it, but that's not what's being litigated here. What's being, Correct. what's being alleged here is that they've stolen millions of dollars. Correct. That's what's being alleged here, and I've never bought it. I'm with you. Like I, you can, there are plenty. If of you want to, lots of things. If you want to say are icky critical, about this yes, or whatever, or they got famous or all that stuff. But if the actual allegation is, did they set up the conservatorship to bilk him out of millions of dollars that went into their own pocket? And that's the story. You're, I just don't see any evidence of it. And I, I, if there is evidence of it that emerges in the proceedings, that's great. Yesterday, and I think you just have to be fair and acknowledge it doesn't like. Whatever your views of this are, I think you have to be fair and doesn't acknowledge that's what seems to be. The other thing they said yesterday is that, of course, they're happy to dissolve the conservatorship because they've never relied on the conservatorship and they're happy to do an accounting. Randy Fishman said yesterday, he said, it'll be a simple matter to do an accounting. Like we have the contract and we have all the checks that came in and of course we'll do an accounting. Yeah. They're not like scared of some accounting. They're like, yeah, let's do an accounting. Yes. Easy to do. Um, so I don't know, like I am sick talking about it, but, uh, do you think this story is going to like continue to have legs? No, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm just making sure I'm not insane. I think it's going away. And Michael, by the way, did, um, he signed books yesterday in Oxford. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. No commented. He didn't know comment. Or he said, like, of, maybe, like, ask the lawyer or something like terms that. Of all of this. It was, uh, it's very clearly been ugly behind the scenes. Um, and in fact, Steve Faris yesterday, the lawyer said it's been, he said the estrangement has gone back 10 years. I think the timeline adds up. Right. It's about, because Sean said that for five years they went to all his games. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then the, and then the, and then the timeline. Anyway, uh, anything on this realignment stuff that happened yesterday, that was said yesterday, Condoleezza Rice is, uh, is lobbying for Stanford or was to get into the ACC, and George W. Bush was lobbying for the SMU for SMU to get into the ACC. And I would ask you, Juicy J, like, who are we putting up to lobby for uh, Memphis to get into the ACC? Are we not putting up Fred? Be colorful. Think outside the box. No, it's Fred. <laughs> yes, it I mean, be, right? Who is the most influential? It like, would, it would be Fred. Yes, it would be Fred. That's who you would. That's who who you would put up. Um, what did you think of Hard Knocks? So, Episode I will two. say this: I'm, I have turned like I'm. I'm optimistic about this season. I'm viewing this very similarly to how I viewed the Last Dance. The idea of like calling it a documentary, I think, is ridiculous because the Last Dance was the world according to Michael Jordan. Guess what was fascinating? The world according to Michael right. Jordan. The world, according to Aaron Rodgers, fascinating. is fascinating to me. What did you learn? What was the most interesting thing? I haven't seen it. So the most interesting thing to me is Aaron Rodgers apparently takes... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.